1: And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gestand. The time is 621. Let's go to line two quickly. Mark in San Jose. Mark, what's your question, comment, or observation?
2: Well, as a uh, lesbian trapped in a man's body for 60 years... Are
1: you referring uh, to yourself? I am. Okay. I hope that I will get... uh, Excuse me? Okay, go ahead on. Let's have the conversation. You are stating propositionally to the rest of us that one of the areas in which you struggle is your sexual identity.
2: Um, I can't pull this one off. Okay, so, did, then did, just, so then you lied.
1: So then you lied. are you wasting okay, my air, yeah. right, you made you're wasting my airtime, Mark. Now oh, God. Okay, God. stop do that. Now let's let's talk about something that's relevant or otherwise I'm just gonna meet you in the morning. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's not a threat. Go ahead on. Come on now because otherwise I'm yeah, letting you go. We've got a good program. I don't want to talk about George Ory. I don't want to talk about the Twilight Zone. I don't want to go to a different planet. Let's stay right here in the moment.
2: Yeah, well, first of all, I want my Roger Stone book back on uh, the crime the Bush crime family. Okay, uh, okay, you'll get that. No, target. that's
1: not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. That's going to happen next week when you cl- cl- when you come to the church. The Lord willing. All right, come on now. We can't use the phone okay. for this.
2: Yeah. Well, I gave a speech to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors Tuesday, and before I gave it, the uh, one of the supervisors went on and on and on about this transgender guy. Who was, he was wearing a dress, and she kept referring to him as her and she and her and she. And so I followed him out after the award was given or the accolades or whatever, and I asked him, you know, because he is all dolled up and heels and a nice dress and all. Okay, that. okay. So Come now, on with it. Come on. You with have, your
1: proposition? What is your What is your I, comment I, about it?
2: I asked him, "Do you have a penis or a vagina?" And he wouldn't answer.
1: And me. he shouldn't he have answered you, Mark. Mark. Mark.
2: Yeah. Good.
1: You're way off. You're way, way, no, I, way, no, way, way, off. way, way, Mark. You're way There's off.
2: An X and Y chromosome. So,
1: so, Mark. Mark. Female? Mark. You're way, 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 way off. Your decorum is off. Your principles are off. You're missing the point. You're not evangelical. Um, there's some issues going on there. So you're way uh, off. Yeah. You, no, no, no. Hold on, Mark, a, Mark, you, Mark, Mark, you're way off. I'm talking about you. You're way, you're way off, brother. Way off. There's a way to have that conversation. You're way off. You, you're completely disrespectful. That had no evangelical element to it. You were mocking. You were deriding. You were speaking evil of the man. Um, you were making assumptions about him that they don't have any obligation to talk to you about. You're not a judge. You're not a police officer. You're not a psych. You're not you're, you as as a, as a as a person as a civil person. You weren't nothing to them. There was no reason for that to happen. Now, do you think that there was some kind of divine mission for you to do that? Yeah, there was uh, none. Said, it's none. It's, you were out can of pocket. I the word twice. No, 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 no. Because you were out of pocket, and you need to acknowledge that you were out of pocket, Mark. Out of pocket.
2: No, I wasn't. I was merely stating that he's a male, whether he wears a dress or not. But and you did. That's, that's not. That's totally,
1: that's totally. That's totally, d- Mark. That's totally different than the the query that you gave about his private parts. It's not. Now, see, you don't know you got issues. You got issues. And y'all pray for Mark because he's off point. You should be on point. You have an opportunity. Listen, you go. You have an opportunity to talk to the folks at City Board. Um, You should be talking about civil issues, law issues. Uh, the gospel relative to it, the Word of God relative to it, you shouldn't be getting in people's personal business. And because this is one of those programs that we really try to stay within the framework of advancing uh, the knowledge of, of biblical truth relative to issues that are important to our life, we're going to drop that. We'll talk to you later. Let me go to line number three and see what's going on with Rodney. Rodney on line number three, what's your question, observation, or comment, sir? Hey,
3: Pastor Gustav.:
1: What's going on, man?
3: Hey, good evening. I'm just calling to say hi. I enjoyed you yesterday, but I've been listening to your program. I walked in, and I didn't realize you were on listening to Brandon. Yeah. And this other guy, and I'm like, wow. Wow. So uh, but just make it simple. You know, I'm basing mine on, my like, experiences, because, like, I was, you know, I was, when I, you know, immersed in, this, in you know, the Bible as a kid and all this other stuff, but I had, you know, I was a, in denial of, spirit, of of God and all this other stuff, and I had to go through certain situations at my own hand. Yeah. You know, killing my own life. Yeah. yeah, and thank God that my parents kept me in the realm of a church, so yeah. I had an inkling of the of the words Yeah, and when that situation came, yeah. that I could have died that night with a heart attack. I don't need to get into details of what I was going, but I did to myself. Yeah, and the spirit that I call God, then to this day was God, and to this day will be God. Save me. Yeah, He continues to save me. Yeah, so I'm sitting up here. And I'm listening to these people, and I get on. I see people with these children. Children are selfish. The parents are selfish. They don't want to believe it. You got people that are racist. Their grandfather was racist. They are they all racist. They might have a lot of money and stuff, but you're racist. You're racist. So I'm just saying. But God has to judge you on that. I have to, 'cause I could be racist too. I'm not. My job is not to judge them. My job is to judge me. My job is to love them the best I can.
1: Right. But you right. know, get,
3: getting back to the thing about, you know, you're talking to, the, to Brandon about whatever. But it's like selfishness.
1: Like selfishness.
3: You, know, you, you don't have to do, Yeah, Yes, we are selfish. I'm just saying we. If you don't, I mean, look how Jesus came and fed and did nothing. He didn't kill anybody. And mm-hmm. we're so selfish. Not we. I didn't say they. I was part of it. That's if right. I didn't connect myself to the Spirit of God, I'd still be so. And yes, I have until I bring it back to him. And we it's a selfish. process.
1: It's, 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 too, it's, you it.
3: admit your problem. You can't do nothing about it. I agree. You know, and, and God has a way of showing you, hopefully, that you get it. Without him having to show you another way, he's not an evil guy. But I'm saying he got to get things done the way it gets done, and yeah, usually people end up in jail mm-hmm. or at death. Now you want to take self inventory, but he's not trying to get you to that level. He started way back at when Grandma whoever told you a long time ago. Yep. He told us a long time. We didn't want to believe. I didn't want to believe it. Even to this day, I still have to fight. You know me. I'm still fighting through. It, but at the same time, in my life, you know, because he can- I ain't thinking. I know. I don't think I know. You know, there's a guy, you know, geez, I, I'm, I'm sold out, so for it, you know, just like the, the guy was talking about, the, the you know, what kind of, you know, we're supposed to be sitting up there, don't they see the tragedies going on in the world, and they want to talk about a man's sexual, I mean, come on, there's stuff, more issues going on, people are dying. And that's where you want to take
1: that's where you want to take a moment when you see some of that working itself out in a form like this It's just a prayer him. Brother Mark needs prayer. Uh brother Brandon, brother Brandon, uh he's a project that God has assigned to me and and me to him. Good 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 head on his shoulders. He's somewhere back down the road. He was in seminary. He he went to theology school and and somebody got him upset, got offended him. I, I got that and I'm I'm work that's something we can all work with. Here was the premise and then I'm going to let you go. I definitely appreciate your call. The opening monologue on my part, uh, uh, Bird was about being thankful, and I stated that thankfulness. Right. Th- I said, thankfulness is a revelation, it's an epiphany, it's not natural to us. God has to bring us to a place where we recognize that uh, He has done things for us for which we ought to be. Thankful, not thankful. just emo- emotionally, but also practically and audibly. And over time, that is what we discover that God has been better to us than we deserve, and it redounds to <laughs> thankfulness. Is that true?
3: That's true. And like he was saying earlier, like if you've ever played with magnets, you know, opposite ends attract. But if you put the same ends together, they repel each other. So, like you're saying, he went to theology, you know, theology a little bit. So it's kind of like we have the same. But you got, we have to understand this thing
1: instead of trying to compete. We need to help. Get well, together and, no, and, and, there was no get competition. And, there was no competition. No. Well, you don't line. know, and I'm telling you, it's not. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help right. you. I, okay. I, yeah, you coming in on a conversation that's been around for like three, four, five years for me and Brandon. It is just like being with someone that you care about and love who don't quite have an understanding. And Brandon admits he admits I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Not yeah. out of frustration. He's not doing it out of frustration. You and I will have bright, clear-headed clear thinking on a human level, uh, individuals in our lives, but the disconnect between them and God is there. And that's not a gap that we can bridge, but we are obligated to talk about it and to do it in a way that is respectful, that's civil, that's rational, that's coherent. And that's what Brandon and I do. But sometimes what happens with the listening audience is because they don't understand the evangelical nature of the discourse, you might think that Brandon is getting at me. A- a- and that's not right. true. It's not true. That's not what's going on. Brandon is having a conversation with me and being authentic about it. There's a whole lot of Christians that have the same questions that Brandon do, and they don't even know how to have the discourse. And then there are Christians on the other side who don't know how to have a conversation with people who are struggling with the reality of God. So I'm trying to model. That's how you do it. I, I can care less right. about, I could care less about, you know, the little ad hominems. They don't, they really ultimately don't matter. No. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're sincere too. And I, I, I want, I right. want to hear that. So you and I just want to learn how to be able to, um, converse with everyone, respect everyone, and recognize that we might just say one thing, one time, one time, and it will unlock the door for that individual to start his course to the reality of the true and the living God. That may very well be the case. This is called the hope of glory that's in us. It's the hope of the gospel that we share. And thank you for the call, my dear brother. I got to take a break. Two lines open, one 30 minutes to go. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gestand, and we're back. The time six thirty four. Two lines open if you want to call in. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We started off with the reason for which we should be thankful, and I gave the the um, first reason being an epiphany, an inward revelation of his goodness to you as the scriptures plainly teach us all oh, that men should praise the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of men. Here's the second one. Here's the second reason to be thankful is because God has given you a living hope, a living hope. You and I were dead in trespasses and sin. God came along, saved us by his grace. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light, and he adopted us as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. He filled our hearts with his spirit, and he has opened our mind to the truth of his word, and he is leading us towards an eternal glory that's called expectation. The reason for which you ought to be thankful is because you have an expected end. You live in anticipation of a promised fulfillment. The believer lives daily with anticipation of a promised fulfillment. We do not have a dead hope. We have a living hope. We are thankful by revelation, but we are also thankful by expectation. First Peter chapter one, three through five, God has begotten us again through Jesus Christ unto a living hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead to an inheritance undefiled reserved in heaven for us, reserved for us on the last day. And while as yet it's reserved there, he is keeping us by his spirit through faith, ready to be revealed in the last time. Every believer lives in an epiphany of thankfulness and expectation of hopefulness. And there's one more we'll deal with at the end of our program. So remember that Thankfulness is an epiphany. Thankfulness is an expectation, and thankfulness is one more thing. Let me go to line number four and talk with Barbara and Concord. Barbara, what's your question, comment, or observation?
4: Hi, Pastor Jesse. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Yeah, I just want to say that I am so grateful, you know, uh, that we're having this discussion right now about thankfulness because it brings up so much emotion inside of me.
1: Okay, come on with
4: it. Um, I'm I'm always nervous calling on the radio. But it's just
1: you and me. Just, it's just you, Barbara. is just you and me. I know. It's just you. And I me. know.
4: Okay. But I guess I just really want to say this because I've been listening to some of the other callers mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of wondering what was going on there. But, but for me, um, I can honestly say that I've been through a lot of painful events in my life, and. When I was going through a lot of this in the beginning, I was not grateful. Right. I kept wondering, why aren't you doing something, God? Why is this happening? Right. And I was feeling absolute despair. You know, with the uh, death of my parents yep. and my brothers, uh, turning really greedy and hiring a lawyer and just all this um, nightmarish stuff going on in my life. And yet, now I can see that in my despair, I began reading the Word. Yeah. Yeah. It was the only thing that would calm me down in the morning. Yep. Because I would get up, and and even now I'm cheerful just talking about it. And I I would begin reading, and I began to, uh, not always understanding, but the more I would read, the more I would understand. And now, today, I can say, I see why I've been going through this, Lord. Yep. To bring me closer to you. To you, yep, yep. You know, and, and I've, I've had revelations, not, well, I don't want it to sound egotistical in any way. No, so no, no, I'm no, no, no. That.
1: I fully, but, I'm with you. I'm with you, and but, a, and a uh, bunch of the audience is with you, too. Go ahead on.
4: And I hope so, because um, when I am in the morning reading my Bible, you know, and then I start to think about Jesus dying on the cross for us. And, and all the pain and the torture and his sacrifice for us, mm, which was mm, so mm, tremendous. Mm, 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 you know, and, and how many times in life do we just go about our day taking everything for granted? Yep. You know, whether it be the money in the bank, yep. or the house, yep. or the car, yep. the job, whatever it is. When in reality, everything is a gift.
1: Preach it, girl.
4: The, 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 the air I breathe is a gift and 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 i'm I'm very grateful that the Lord has brought me to this point now, um like you were saying earlier, epiphany you know i I think we are you know in my younger years, I was a very selfish person
1: yeah, absolutely
4: you know i um I turned to drugs and alcohol um I was messing up my life um I thought it was my parents' job to to bail me out of every trouble that I got into, sure. And and I I couldn't understand why the whole world wasn't evolving around me. That's right. Or revolving around me. And today, um, by the grace of God, I don't see it that way anymore.
1: That's right. That's what epiphany Uh, does, and that's what hopefulness does.
4: You know, and and I am truly grateful that in a couple days we're all going to, hopefully, most of us will be able to share Thanksgiving with one another and be truly grateful for every meal that we get. Yep, yep. You know, um, I, I... I'm a little bit
1: lost for words right now. No, you've done an excellent job. Listen, you've done an excellent job. You and I have had this conversation, not as expanded as it is now, but we've had the conversation about your loss a good year and a half ago uh, or more. That's right. So you know I know, because I'm a pastor. This is what I do. I deal with these kinds of things. And you are not surprising me, Barbara, by how you are handling it, because this is precisely what Scripture teaches, that God allows us to go through tribulation because tribulation works patience and patience works experience. That is character and character produces hope and hope is shed abroad in our hearts by the love of God. And so you are speaking from a hopeful place of transformation coming through the crucible of difficulty and struggles that many of us know because it's a common suffering that we go through. And I'm sure you're aware of it. And yet, We still look up and see the Um, evidences of God's goodness in our life and his blessings in our life and his resources in our life. Uh, Even what we're doing right now is a blessing for us to be able to talk. Here you are in Concord. I would never know how to get a hold of Barbara if it weren't for this program, nor you with me, so that we can encourage one another as the Bible tells us to do. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, because grown folk joy results in epiphanies and expectations that sound like what you're talking about in a couple of days we will be gathering with our families not everybody's right. going to be there it's never perfect but we're going to be thankful for the few that come and we're going to try to put our best foot forward and remember how good God has been to us absolutely and uh and I
4: am so grateful um the Lord has been doing things for me that I could have never done Mm-mm. you know I've been out of work for a number of years now yeah And it is truly a miracle that the bills are paid every month, Mm -hmm. that that there's food on the table every day. And like I said a moment ago, even the air that I breathe. So I just want to say thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love you. That's right. And I love you, too. And I love you, too. And I've been coming to Grace Bible Church, and it's been an absolute blessing. I love your church.
1: Amen. It's home. That's where we are. That's who we are. Bless you, my and sister. Everyone,
4: every, even people I don't know, when I walk in the door, they hug me.
1: Yeah, that's and, what happens.
4: And it's an amazing place. So mm-hmm. if anyone hasn't tried it, please do, and um, I'll let you go on to your next caller. Thank uh, you, and uh, have a blessed uh, holiday.
1: You too. You too. Do we need to break? Are we good? We got a couple more minutes. Are we, all right, let me go to line number one and talk with Tyrone in Sacramento. Tyrone, are you there?
5: Yes, yeah, good. Evening, good John. Question,
1: comments, observation? What's your thoughts today?
5: Yes, I was at the, uh, the uh, forum last Thursday. Oh, great. And uh, regarding racism, I just kind of want to just chime in for a few moments. Uh, uh, it was a pretty good evening, uh, but one of my focuses would be on that, you know, as you can see with some of your callers, that people are physically alive, but they're spiritually dead. And that's basically what this country was founded on. You know, the Constitution, when it was written, I'm an African. I'm a black person, black male, so I wasn't even considered a full human being as far as the eyes of the United States. Those are only three-fifths of a human being. You know, the Constitution had to be amended for the 13th Amendment to, to abolish slavery, sure. to abolish slavery, and those are the inherent problems is that, you know, if you are if you're a person of dark hue around the world, you have a, a lighter hue of people enslaving people. And we know slavery goes on to this day. Well, we're talking about a different kind of slavery that happened to us here in the United States, where we weren't even considered human beings, and we came, were brought here to work, to empower people who didn't want to work, and that's why you have a system now about prison system because that's what, that's what the 13th Amendment. Once you lose your right as far as being a,
1: felon, a citizen, now you're a
5: citizen. in the prison system, and now you're a slave again. So it's the whole, say, systematic evil that really generates from Satan. I think when the pastor at the meeting said, you know, it deals with sin. Well, sin originates from Satan. We have to address the enemy. And that's what we're failing to realize here in America that this, this I know we have a lot of ethnicities here in the United States, it's always gonna be black and white. That's what this country was founded on, where you having one person, group of people that's trying to use their power over another second people and that's why you got, you know, and I prayed to God over 20 years to try to understand this. And that's why he told me about Proverbs 3 and 21. You know, uh, envy not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. We got caught up in the system and we, and we put Christ down, you know, all of us, you know, no, no matter what ethnicity you are. Agreed. And this is a country of idolatry and it's a pagan country. Of course, we have our uh, Christian churches on one corner, Christian church on another corner. But as a whole, more Bibles here in this country than anywhere in the world. But it's a pagan country, just like we had in the Old Testament. Yeah, they talked about God all the time in the Old Testament. But who is your God? Only one way to God is through Jesus Christ. So everybody always talks about God. I always breaking down. Well, well, how do you get to your God? If they're not talking about Jesus, then I know where the root of the problem is. And that's where racism stands from, because what is the root on our, monetary, on our money? It says in God we trust. But who is your God?
1: Right. I'm in law.
5: I'm in okay. I'm in law. I'm going to the court system. Okay. In God we trust. On, right. on the wall. Right. But who's their God?
1: Right.
6: What right.
5: pagan God are they being worshipped? Right. You know, if we're not worshiping Jesus, if the Holy Spirit is not leading us, as you can tell from in some of your callers, the Holy Spirit is not in them to understand the depths of God's word. You can't do it with man's wisdom. That's why he says man's wisdom, God's foolishness is wiser than any man. If we can perceive God to be foolish, which he's not, right. he's still wiser than any man. That's true. And that's the problem. It's the wisdom of men, mm-hmm. Whether no matter what side of the house you are. Mm-hmm. I've been to Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. I know how this country is red. Mm-hmm. If you sat in that house at Capitol Hill, I don't care what color you were, if you really had an objective, spiritual, Holy Spirit running through you, you'd be like, wow, these people run the country? Right. And if now- you happen to be a person of a darker color... You're going to be in trouble. Because right. what? Because we know Trump is now going to get a, get to appoint 100 ju- lifetime judicial appointments in this four-year term. He gets to appoint 100, 100 in the federal
1: judicial system. Let me share yes. something with you because you slid over into another area. Uh, what I would say— <clears throat> is about a good 85 to 90 percent of what you said uh, goes unedited. But I would actually reframe the way that you have made your presentation, Tyrone, in order to be both evangelical as well as apologetic. um, You got it, though. There are some things that we need to clarify, and I'm hoping that um, the racial reconciliation conferences uh, continue to work towards clarifying that. What I would say to my whole listening audience out there is that we want to be careful about how we just talk the terms and phrases out about the Constitution, the amendments, the history. You need to really be factual. You need to know the facts. You need to know the data. You need to know the chronology because when you do have all that in order, you can overcome the the fragility that is present and dominant on the part of our Caucasian brothers right now who are overwhelmed by the the ignorance uh, on their part relative to the history, whether it's intentional ignorance or um, just naivety They just don't know. And you know that a lot of them just don't know. So we want to be able to be factual with our brothers and sisters who don't know. We want to be ready with our brothers and sisters who do know and then try to pull the wool over our eyes. One of the things I want to see in the African-American community around this kind of talk, Tyrone, is just a a real— Um, acute specificity around terminology, phraseology, chronology, and then theology, because you got it, you got it all there. But if I were sitting with you, I would share with you more particularly how you can line it up in a fashion that when you discuss it with people, not only will you make your black brothers and sisters more knowledgeable, not just more encouraged, but more knowledgeable because we can exercise a kind of prejudice against the system, which won't actually Uh. advance the gospel. But, and so we want to do a better job of disciplining, Discoursing the facts so that we can persuade men and women of what you just stated. Uh, without Christ, man, we can do nothing.
5: Nothing, nothing, and that's what at the end of the day. Satan, whether no matter what color you are, Satan is trying to get people to go to the Great Lake of Fire with him. With him, no matter what color you are. That's right. No listen, matter what color you are.
1: Listen, I got to take a break. Thanks for the call, bro. Um, two lines open: one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines open: one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gestand. And we are back. The time is 6.52, about eight minutes to go in our program. A really, really good program. I thank Barbara for her testimony. It's great um, to be able to see how God works. We basically opened the program, if you guys are coming in late, uh, with the monologue on Thanksgiving, because that's that's what we'll be doing in a couple of days for most of us. Of course, you want to remember our brothers and sisters who will be homeless and without food, and maybe you want to do something to advance that cause. You can get involved with the uh, Richmond Rescue Mission and other um, charity organizations that are seeking to to feed and uh, clothe and even home um, our homeless uh, section of society. And uh, and in your thankfulness, do what I had stated before. As that revelation demonstrates to you God's goodness in your life, let it produce hopefulness because hopefulness is the expectation and anticipation of promises fulfilled from God's word. And we have glory to look for. And in between glory and now God promises to keep us. And you ought to be thankful for that. That should lead to our final thought on reasons to be thankful is hopefulness. And finally, faithfulness. If thankfulness leads to an epiphany of God's goodness in your life, if thankfulness leads to a hopefulness as a consequence of the epiphany so that you are anticipating great and precious promises being fulfilled for you in Christ when he comes, then it should lead to your faithfulness. You and I should not be faithless which is also hopeless and call ourselves thankful. May God grant every one of us to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we have been called so that as we live for the glory of God, by his grace, serving others, we might have, as Peter said in Second Peter 1, 4 and 11, a great interest, an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God at his coming, having added to our faith. Add it to our faith, not just a said faith, a real faith. Add to your faith virtue. That is the power and integrity and character of life. And add to your virtue knowledge and add to your knowledge temperance and to your temperance patience and to your patience godliness. This is a collective that produces in our life of faith the fruit of godliness and to godliness brotherly love. Uh, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge that is the experience of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so you and I are looking for, according to verse 11, an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember, we're on a journey, and we have not finished Do not boast, my beloved brothers and sisters. Right where you are, ask yourselves, are you walking by faith? Are you walking in obedience? Are you clear on the journey? Do you understand the end game? And if you do, we're not going to boast as if we're taking our armor off. We're going to say, Lord, keep me today. Use me today. Keep me tomorrow. Use me tomorrow and the day after until you call me home. Let me go to line number two and we'll close with Jonathan and Vallejo. Jonathan, what your comments, observations are uh, our views today? It's good to hear from you.
6: My brother, how are you doing, man? I'm great. I'm uh, great. It's a Monday. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, I would just like to say, man, um, I thank uh, you and the body over at uh, Grace for her prayers for my wife. She's doing so much better now. Excellent. Like um, nausea. Yeah. So the baby is super healthy, and I thank God for that. Um, I just wanted to, to close out and just say that um, you're absolutely right. Thankfulness is an epiphany from God. Um, It has to do with the triunity of Christ, the Spirit, and the Father, and it's only by the Spirit that allows us to have thankfulness um, and appreciation for what our Heavenly Father has done, from Him sending His Son to dying for us, to sending the Helper, and to appreciate the Father for all of that work. And um, if, if we remember to just dwell on all the things that God has done for us in our lives, that dwelling will constantly have us in a state of humbleness, and out of that humbleness and appreciation for what the Father has done, it gives us the motivation to want to help. It gives yep. us the motivation yep. to evangelize, yep. and and just this whole spirit of thanksgiving should be a reminder for our brothers and sisters in the body that we need this. We need the Father's help, and we need to continue to thank Him, because out of a heart of thankfulness comes all of the goodness of God.
1: Yep. And if,
6: as, as brothers and sisters, we need to spread that and we need to continue to um, to just dwell in God's Word and thank Him for that. And I just wanted to comment real quick on, on um, the racial issue. I mean, sure. the tra- transforming spirit of God's work gives us the ability to do the work. Yeah. And by having that spirit in us, we can go to our brothers and sisters. We're being transformed into Christ's image. In it. It's yeah. not about color through Christ, it's yeah. about Christ. Yeah. And as soon as we have that, then we're doing the work, then we're being humble, then we're loving our brothers and sisters like the word has called us to do. So, this is this has been an issue that's been going on since the fall. Yep. Um, I mean the, the Holy Spirit is working this thing out it's going to continue to work it out this is not an issue that is new it's, it's all the same thing under the sun but the Holy Spirit is the one that's giving us and equipping us with the ability to do the work we have Christians in, in Congress we have Christians out doing the grunt work Indeed. and getting this stuff done Indeed. so I just thank you brother and um, that was that was my comment I thank you Lord for, um, for Jesse and I just pray Lord that you would continue just to allow him to quit him to have this program to speak your truth and boldness. And I thank you for our brothers and sisters listening and the ones who shared today. And I just pray that the Spirit will continue to soften hearts and to be thankful. Thank you, and um, have a Thanksgiving, brother. Hope to see you soon, Amen,
1: amen. Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Until next time, God bless.
3: Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group, all rights reserved